We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's March 1st. It is 2024. We have a seven-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Glad to come on with you. You know, it's right before Friday. It's the Friday pod, and this has become, uh, you know... I- I, somewhat our little song and dance, and so I, I'm always glad to uh, come on and hang out with you, man. I see you got the fresh William Byron new era hat on today, NASCAR exclusive. I'm sure that looks that looks pretty sweet. I, I'm here with the, the company scores and odds that fresh bro. She still got the sticker on it, and uh, so you know it's 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 a good day. It's a good day. Yeah. So William Byron's made me a lot of money. Over the last year, and I have I've quickly become a William Byron fan, and you well, can't really when the money gets put in that bank account. You can't really look like tell because of like the green screen behind me, but like it's pink and blue, and it has like these flowers underneath, and yeah, uh, it's I, I just can see it a little bit. It's just my style, man. It matches. I have like pink and blue shoes, and it just matches my style. So um, I was like, you know, it's probably finally time. I get a, a Willie B hat, and um, when new hats come in, I like to break them in like this kind of stuff because you know, this is the perfect time to do it. And um, yeah, man, pumped that William Byron already hit us a sixteen to one or eighteen to one or something like that at Daytona, but um, it was good, good. So you could do it. You could tell William Byron got some swagger last year, Derek. Yeah, William Byron, he was like my breakout driver going into last year, and I'm glad that it did it. Ty got Ty Gibbs is my breakout driver this year. I'm hoping he has a breakout season. Enough about NASCAR. We got basketball. We have an interesting kind of slate here, Will. We have seven, seven thirty, and eight o'clock games on the East Coast, and FanDuel normal slate, late swap, everything good to go. You're playing normal. DraftKings, hey, they're like, we're going to keep pushing the envelopes and we're going to keep trying and doing something different. You know what they're going to do today? 
no late swap. And me as, and gosh, I love this. <laughs> I cannot tell you all how much I love this. I what big time NBA DFS player back in the Dizay. Um, well, when there was no late swap, I played a, a ton of volume in NBA because I didn't have to sit around at a computer. It was either I was on the right side of a late breaking injury or I was on the right side and you just moved on and you did it. But very interesting what DK is doing today with no late swap. Uh, before we break down the slate, what are your thoughts on that? Well, as a dad and a husband and a basketball coach and someone that does a lot of things out in the world, I appreciate no late swap. Uh, I just think it's, I just think what people may feel like is an edge, just like, don't be a full degenerate, right? Stevie, like go spend some time with yourself, spend some time with your family, go hang out with your friends. When seven o'clock hits Stevie, either you've done well or you haven't, there's nothing else you can do. You can't tweak your way out of a bad lineup or into good. Just go enjoy yourself. I mean, I, I just think it really helps the quality of life of the DFS player. And that, that's really where, where I think it's it's second to none. Quality of life is huge with no late swap. Yeah, I think overall, it's just one of those changes that benefits a lot of people. And a lot of people are going to be upset about it. And I get it. Like, I understand the, hey, I want to be able to use my edge and late swap off of something and, you know, take advantage of this and that. And I get that. And and, and, and guess what, Stevie? We played with no late. Like, I started with no – I didn't have late swap when I started. So, oh, yeah. you know, I, I understand there's probably going to be some pushback. Like, if, you know, somebody from the 10 o'clock game gets – I mean, just – or the 8 o'clock game, as an example, Stevie, they just get ruled out, haven't been on the injury report all day. Like, I, I understand that part of it. But you're still – that doesn't happen as much as we think it does. You know, like just out of nowhere, late, late rule, rule outs. That, that doesn't have, have to happen nearly as much as, as we think it does. Yeah, I think like overall this is something they might try every once in a while. I don't know if they go to it fully. And if you're looking for late swap, play on Fandle today. There you go. I mean, we have options. That's the great thing about it, you know. So, yeah. All right, let's break it down and have some fun. It's very interesting slate for a seven gamer. We get started here with Charlotte at Philadelphia. Charlotte's on the second end of a back-to-back here, and then Philly. They're eleven point favorite, two sixteen and a half total in this one. Covington and Bede and Melton out. KJ Martin questionable. Let's get started with Charlotte. You know, let's look at this team. And obviously, like we've talked a lot about like Trey Mann and how he's come in and just been a difference maker for this team overall. Brandon Miller is someone that, you know, has that upside. I just, this is a tough team to figure out right now, Will. I know they're your favorite team. You watch a lot of Charlotte basketball. Again, if we look at like Milwaukee game, they weren't able to, they kept it closer than they did the other night. (laughs) They did not get blown out in the second quarter of the game. So that was good to see. Brandon Miller took 21 shots. Bridges took 18 shots. 
it was a really good like outing for man. I think he had like a nine, four, seven, two type game. So he filled up the stat sheet. We're getting some value. What do you like here, if anything, for Charlotte? Well, I, I, I mean, I think man at 5,500 is okay. Stevie, I, I do think like, I think that's a reasonable price. If he's going to continue to get, you know, right. 30-ish minutes a game, you know, a little bit more than 30. Like, he's not pushing 38 or anything. But they've definitely handed him the keys to the offense in terms of the primary guard, right? So, at uh, 5,500 facing Philly, you know, I don't I don't hate that. Um, Nick Richards, I, I, I keep – Nick Richards, as long as he's playing minutes, Steve, like if, if the games are close, he's going to be 28 to 30 minutes. Let's hope he can keep it close here at 5,500. Uh, I do like him as well. Uh, we're continuing to see Grant Williams play almost 30 minutes, but once again, you know, we're seeing his production kind of fall off. Will the real Grant Williams please stand up? Looks like he's standing up. Uh, he's just not taking enough shots to to, to get the scoring going. Uh, so I'm not interested in him, but, but mainly Terrence Mann and Nick Richards, those are, you know, my two main guys. I feel really comfortable with what they're going to do. Now, if Miles Bridges gets back below 8K, Steve, we can get him in that 7,500 range. 75, 75, I'll start taking shots again. Um, he will have some games, I think, where he will pop. I don't think this is the game, especially playing on the back-to-back in Philly, expecting Philly to, you know, stand their ground and, and play well on their home floor. So mainly just Man and Richards for me. Going to the Philadelphia side here, this team has struggled big time with no Embiid. It's just not the same team with no Embiid. We talk about it. You know, obviously, he makes a huge difference here. Charlotte has been playing better defensively, but they're still not like this like stout defense. They've been better. Any Have you interest? Seen play Milwaukee's two pass games. Listen, Milwaukee I know, is. I know, I know, they're getting Milwaukee's getting into form. Milwaukee is reminding us there were one of the top teams in the East again. So uh, what are your thoughts here on Philly? Uh, I I do think this is a spot where Tobias Harris may actually be in play, Stevie. Like they've had kind of these weird blowout games. He hasn't really played what I like to call meaningful minutes at the end of the game. If if Charlotte can keep this reasonably close, I think Tobias Harris has a shot at some upside. I'm saying 40 to 45 fantasy points. Uh, I think Maxi may have a shot. Uh, at some upside in this spot. Um, Buddy Heald at 6K, you know, if, if he can get 30-plus minutes, I think he has a big-time shot, Stevie. I know we haven't seen the upside, but I, I think this is a perfect spot for him. Uh, Kelly Oubre, I don't hate him either. Those, that, that, those complement of players, I think, have a, a real nice shot at some upside today. Uh, Paul Reed, minutes have been sporadic. Uh, and, and all of it hasn't been foul trouble. Now, he he did have foul trouble in the Milwaukee game, in the Cleveland game. Boston game just, just didn't materialize. It's just a rough game. Uh, but I, at 5,400, I'm willing to take a shot. But those other main pieces are the guys I'm interested in. Yeah, I like Tobias. I think that's a great call. I think that his price has kind of come down. You know, we, we could potentially take advantage of him in a much better matchup here in a game that should be somewhat close. I don't mind, you know, potentially taking some tournament shots on like Ubre. Kyle Lowry, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Maxi has some upside. It's just 
hate playing Philly right now. I mean, <laughs> I do. You know, Philly was easy when Embiid was playing. You're just playing Embiid. Yeah. And <laughs> like, if Embiid was playing tonight, look out. Like, it's just like, spot. yeah, it's just like when Wimby's playing, you just play Wimby. And yeah. when he's out, it's like, oh, I'm playing anybody from Spurs. All right, moving on. We got Cleveland at Detroit, 222 and a half total in this game. Cavs, a nine point favorite. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, questionable here, dealing with an illness and soreness with his knee, I guess. And then on the Detroit side, Sasser's out. Let's talk Cleveland here first. Mitchell makes a huge difference on this slate. And this is seven o'clock, so the non late swap shouldn't matter too much. We should have this news pretty early. Yeah. If Mitchell sits in this game, I think it's Garland's spot to shine at 6,800. The minutes are back. He played 44 minutes against Chicago. We are no longer concerned about the minutes for Garland. I only like Garland, though, is if Mitchell sits. If Mitchell plays, I think, you know, making a group of one of Allen or Mobley in this spot, I think both of these guys have upside. I think that's how I would approach these big guys. Struess and Levert are okay. They're not great. I want Mitchell to sit to get to these guys. I would definitely play Levert and Struess some if Mitchell's out. Yes, Stevie. Ironically, man, I don't have much to add here in that spot. I think it's Garland, um, Mobley, or Allen. That's that's the same thing I was going to say. If, if Mitchell's in, then I make a group. I play one of Mobley or Allen. I don't think both of them get there. If Mitchell sits, I don't mind both of them. Um also, if Mitchell sits, Stevie, I'm I'm close on Isaac Okora at 3,900. Like, this kind of is a really cheap play, a guy that you can get in if you need to kind of open open up your lineups a little bit more. I do think Okoro is viable. And then, of course, Struis and Levert. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. If Mitchell's in, I'm, I'm not afraid to play Mitchell at 9,200 against Detroit for what it's worth. All right, let's go to the Detroit side here. Any interest here in the Pistons? I do have some interest in Kate Cunningham at 7,900. Like, we're getting him under 8K, Stevie. I I like that price. I know Cleveland's a tough team. I, I totally get it. Uh, but at, at that price, I am uh, very interested in, in Kate Cunningham. We've seen... Jalen Duran, you know, starting to flash that upside again. Stevie playing consistently 30 to, you know, 33 minutes-ish. Uh, so I'm I'm okay with Jalen Duran as well in terms of upside. Uh, I'm okay to leave everyone else. But but those two guys, um, Cunningham and Duran, I, I think those guys are, while they're not the better team, I think they're good plays for the prices. Yeah, Detroit's – Somewhat tough here. Like my favorite play might be Isaiah Stewart. Kind of returned and played 34 minutes the other night. I mean, if he's going to play this type of minutes at 5100, uh, and like they're going to need his size, right? Like they're going to need Stewart's size for this spot. So, as much as I like Duran, I think getting Stewart, who has very similar like upside at. $1,800 less, I think, is my play here. I don't feel good about it. It's just like Cade is always a guy that 
you know, you could get to get some upside in this spot. He's averaging 44 fantasy points in three outings against Cleveland this year. He's going to be low owned. Not a lot of people are going to play Cade here. So don't mind getting some Cade exposure. Dallas at Boston. This game has a 236 and a half total. The Celtics are a nine and a half point favorite on the Dallas side. Luca is questionable ankle sprain. And then everybody else is good to go. On the Boston side, everybody's good to go. So let's start here with Dallas. You imagine if Luca sits and Kyrie gets a revenge spot against Boston with no Luca? Ooh, buddy. Um, how interesting would that be, Stevie? The, the thing is, you know, as a team, is Dallas going to be able to keep up? That's the that's the real issue here. Boston is. I think Boston has proven over an extended period of time this season that they are one of the juggernaut teams in the league in terms of offensive prowess and defensive resistance. Like, this isn't going to be an easy task for Kyrie to just waltz into Boston, despite how great he is as an individual player and with with the Dallas Mavericks. But at 8,900, no Luka, I think, Stevie, he's in play, right? Like, you just, if Luca sits, if, yeah, yeah. If Luca sits, it's it's a shot you take. Um, if Luca also sits, then now Stevie, I, I think that's giving me interest in guys like Tim Hardaway, uh, Josh Green, um, you know, PJ Washington. Like, th- there's just going to be interesting pieces around Kyrie that are very cheap that we can take shots on. So you know, if Luca plays, you know, you probably mainly consider Luca. Um, but if Luca's out. Kyrie and the band of brothers, I think, are all squarely in play. If Luca plays, even in this tough spot, I think I have exposure to Luca here. And I mean, I feel like that at this point is just not even like a, a shocker to anybody. I mean, Luca's just playing phenomenal basketball this season. And uh, yeah, if Luca sits, Kyrie's in play. Did you see, did you see the other night, like, against Cleveland, PJ Washington thought the game was over when Struess was hitting the half court shot. Um, I thought that video was hilarious. I thought you would, you might find that one funny. <laughs> so, uh, we should mention like Exum's back. He is. He played 17 minutes. If, if Luca sits, Exum potentially plays like 25 minutes here. It was a knee injury, so they're probably still very careful, but he could play extended run here if Lucas sits. But I don't know how much I trust his minutes. I think that's the only thing that worries me a little bit with him. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. Boston side, very healthy Boston team, very full-strength Boston team. Anything jumping off the page to you here? Uh, I mean, look, man, Derek White down to 6,500, Drew Holiday down to 5,900. Stevie, I think that's you know, that's kind of what's standing out to me uh, in terms of the prices. Jalen Brown is at 76, but um, and I like it. I, I still don't think that's as good as Drew Holiday at 59. We are getting Tatum under 10K, but I, I think Holiday is the value piece here uh, from Boston right now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, Drew's price is just nice. Like he he's someone that could go for 30 to 40 in any matchup. He's 5900. I think I'm with you on Drew. I always think Tatum and Brown are your ceiling plays from this team. Like the first time these two teams played, Tatum went bonkers in that game. It was a 119-110 game. He played 41 minutes. He had 39 actual points. He had 70 plus fantasy points. So Tatum ceiling, yes, it's there, like very much there. So don't sleep on like this matchup for Jason Tatum. All right, Golden State at Toronto, 237 total here. Warriors, a two and a half point favorite. The Warriors on the second end of a back-to-back. Toronto has Boucher as questionable with an illness. Let's go Golden State first. Wiggins sat the front end of the back-to-back here against the Knicks. Nothing mentioned if he'll be back for this game or not. Any interest here in the Warriors? Yeah, I think I have a ton of interest, Stevie, because if if um, Wiggins sits again, this is his second game out because he's out like for personal reasons or taking leave of absence. Like if he's out again, then you know you're getting these Warriors, cheaper Warriors with just a lot more upside. Like presently, so you're getting, you know, Chris Paul at 5400 as an example. You're getting Clay Thompson at 5800. You're getting Moody at 4K, who's picking up minutes, um, you know. And then you're getting Kaminga and Podzimski, who, while they are main pieces, they have a little bit more ceiling because you know there's one less body, you know, involved in. In, uh, in what they've got going on in terms of minutes distribution and things like that. So I think it's helping everyone. And then now you're getting Curry at 9,100. And while Curry hasn't flashed ceiling consistently, Stevie, this is a game he could flash some ceiling against Toronto. He's 9,100. And, you know, when if he hits 35, 40 real points, then you know the fantasy points will be there. I like him at 9,100. I think this team in general, they just have really nice pieces. And I, I think you can – play a handful of these guys my let's get weird gpp play of the day did not work out yesterday and i'm sorry everybody um gary payton played nine minutes so he he did not like being the let's get weird gpp play of the day golden state handled new york i mean and like brunson was in that game like golden state played really well clay just continues to shoot well off the bench curry had eight threes against the knicks uh, Kaminga finally had like a, a semi upside game and yeah, we're just waiting for Kaminga to do that on a, like a nightly basis, but 19 shot attempts is really good to see from Kaminga. So maybe Wiggins potentially being out helped Kaminga a little bit. So we'll see if Wiggins is back or not. And then on the Toronto side, I mean, Scotty Barnes just kind of does this thing each and every night. He's 9,300. He's priced up a little bit here. Don't necessarily love the price tag. I think Jakob Podol is somebody 
who I mean he crushed in that indie game and left the game with an ankle and then yeah. came back in the Dallas game and crushed like playing really good basketball right now and honestly Golden State they don't really have someone to match up well with Podal. So it's either Podal gets run off the floor or they leave him out there and try to take advantage of the mismatch here. Yep, yep, one of the two for sure. Somebody else, Stevie, who started to crank their upside back up, but now the price is reflecting it. Scotty Barnes, 9,300. I mean, past few games here, Stevie, 58 fantasy points, 45, 45, 67, and 50. Uh, price still climbing there. Even has a 60 ball in there uh, in, in a couple in a few games back outside of those top five recent most recent five games. So I think Scotty Barnes, Stevie, for, for whatever reason, things have clicked again. He's back on the right track it seems for fantasy production and just kind of doing it all. Uh, you know, we saw the other night when they played Atlanta. Uh, quickly was was good. Um, RJ was good. Scotty was good. I think any, I think any of these three players, along with Podal, are great. Stevie in this matchup, I'm not sure if we can play them all together. I think I would put them in a group. I wouldn't play more than two uh, if I was going to play them in this spot. Yeah, I don't hate the. I, I love using the groups on the NFHQ. Uh, it just really kind of lets you do what you want to do with your lineup. So. Always, always looking to build groups, and I talk about it a lot with NASCAR. I use groups a lot with NASCAR. Yeah, Portland at Memphis, two hundred nine total. Yes, two hundred nine. Yes, it's twenty twenty four still. We have a two hundred nine total. <laughs> Memphis is a three point favorite in this one. On the Portland side, DeAndre Ayton is doubtful. Brogdon is out. Moses Brown is questionable. Scoot Henderson is out. Sharp is out, and Williams is out. And then the Memphis side, Bain, Clark, Triple J, <laughs> Ja, Pittman, Rose, Smart, out. Kennard and Concher, doubtful. Gigi Jackson, questionable. All right. Who, who's actually going to suit up? For Dude, I, I know. that That is like, you're looking at that and you hear that and you're like, oh, man. I mean, let's start. Let's get through this Portland side first here. Like, Brown questionable. Eight and doubtful. Duop Reith back in our lives. 4,200 against Memphis, who is very shorthanded. I, I think Duop Reith gets a good amount of run here and like you could potentially take some shots on maybe Jabari Parker to get minutes. Um, Brogdon out, Henderson out, like there's going to be usage for, for Simons and Grant, whether or not you trust it. Um, Chris, Chris Murray's going to play minutes in this game. Yes. Like Kamara's going to play. Yeah. Kamara. There's a lot of, risk taking here for portland and i think that oh, it's a, yes. it's good risk and but on the flip side you got to remember these two teams stink i mean i'm it's just gonna terrible. be i'm gonna be very blunt these teams suck um what are your thoughts here on the portland side i'm gonna make this comment stevie and i think this is the right comment i think this this game right here is why i love late swap this this <laughs> game right here, all these injuries, all these bad players, you just want to really just kind of scratch it out. But if you can nail some of the pieces from this game, Stevie, with all these bodies down, Steinman's great play today, I think, at 7,500. 
I think he's got 45 to 50 point upside against Memphis with all these bodies down. Love him. Uh, Jeremy Grant, he's probably going to have to score 30 to 40 real points, but he could get there, Stevie, at 7,100. You talked about Duop Reeds, who may have to fill in uh, uh, if Moses Brown doesn't play. He will have the bulk of the minutes. Chris Murray already getting, getting ratcheted up. I know he didn't play well against Miami, but he's played over 30 minutes in three straight games. He's 4,400, and I think that's going to continue. You've got Kamara. He played 30-plus minutes the other night. I just think there's so many interesting pieces just on Portland alone, Stevie, and I think we need to be considering all of them. Maybe not Matisse Thibel. Let me let me scratch him off. I know he's, he's, I know he's playing 30, probably going to play 30 minutes this game. Not the highest upside guy. I don't think we need him. But I do think Murray, Kamara, Grant, uh, Simons, Duop Reed, I think all those guys are in play. Jabari Walker was playing big minutes, but he's kind of in that 20-ish range. But once again, Stevie, this is my late swap game of the night. Love this game on DraftKings. Memphis side of oh, yes. this one. Right, yeah, I... The saga continues. Lamar Stevens disappointed so hard the other night. He got in massive foul trouble. It was just ugly. But I, I'm going to take that bad taste out of my mouth. I, I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to go back to the well here. I I mean, what, like Z.R. Williams, Z.R. Williams, very much in play here. Vince Williams, very much in play. Like now we're taking like Triple J out of the mix too. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Goodwin, this game is amazing. Yeah, Goodwin's going to have to score and play a lot of minutes in this game. Um, gosh, man. Like now. Santi Alden was, was going to play 35 minutes for sure. He's going to have to. Sit. It's, no, it's no way. I mean, Zaire both the Williams. Williams. Yeah, the Williams, Goodwin, Sante, Lamar Stevens. Yeah, gosh, they're going to. Man, Contra's not going to play like Stevie. This is a Contra and Kennard are both doubtful. Yeah. yeah, this is a so what we're going to be looking at in this game is Goodwin, Vince Williams, Zaire Williams. That's three. Um, uh, Aldama, four, Stevens, five, Yuta Wat Watanabe, six, and then they're probably going to have to call somebody up if Gigi doesn't play. <laughs> then they'll have to call some some other guys up. I think because it's, I think Gigi at least dresses out for what it's worth. But like they're, they're close to having to call people up. This is amazing. Maybe eight people. They'll be they'll have eight active yeah. players. Yeah, eight. Love this team. Big time. Vin, Vince Williams and Jake Lavaria would play as much as they could. I mean, oh gosh, yeah. Stevie, this is like the last game of the season. Two bad teams. You know every 4K guy is going for 30 to 40 fantasy points in this game just because of the situation. Like both teams have seven, eight bodies that are actually playing, and out of those seven or eight, five or six of them are going to soak up all the minutes they can handle. It's freaking amazing. Love this game. Uh, man, I'm I'm killing my treadmill people because like these are gut punches. We talked about gut punches yesterday, and uh, my treadmill people are not liking me. <laughs> Indiana at New Orleans, two thirty-eight and a half total. Fantastic basketball game here. Pelicans, a four and a half. 
Yeah, four and a half point favorite in this one on the Pacer side. McDermott's out. Neesmith is questionable. And on the Pelican side, as of right now, everybody's good to go. Um, Dyson Daniels is out, but everybody else is good to go. Let's go Indiana first in this matchup. Knows Neesmith. We've been playing a lot of Matherin. He didn't shoot the ball great the other night. He didn't rebound the ball great the other night. I don't necessarily hate this spot for him. If Neesmith sits again, I think you could potentially go back there. But I think this is a spot like Halliburton needs to have a big game if this game is going to stay close and like competitive. Um, you know, his ceiling has been capped a little bit with the addition of Siakam. Siakam's been playing a lot better finally. Like it just, it was a matter of time that for before Siakam started playing well with Halliburton. What are your thoughts here on the Pacers? Uh, I'm I'm cool with Siakam for sure at 7,800 in this spot. Um, you know, we're you know we're seeing some upside flash here here and there, so I don't hate it. Um, I think if Neesmith is out, then I think you know you can still play uh Benedict Matherin even at the elevated price tag he's shown an ability to hit some ceiling in a couple of those games so uh, I don't hate it from him I haven't been playing as much Halliburton down the stretch here Stevie just because um the actual scoring has kind of taken a back seat like you know he scored 25 points a game you're fine but when he's scoring 15 18 the ceilings you know cutting out those seven points are is really affecting his ceiling and match the other night Stevie 17, 13, and 3, he scored 46 fantasy points, which was fine, but that wasn't ceiling. Imagine those extra seven points, which takes him to 53. That's what I'm saying. So I, I haven't been playing as much Halliburton. I, I think I'm going to be okay in this spot. I don't mind these other uh, auxiliary pieces uh, like Matherin and Pascal Siakam. I hope you all didn't hear my neck just crack. It was loud. Um <laughs> On the Pelican side of this game, like, hey, healthy Zion is kind of doing okay. He's 8,100 now, but with Zion healthy, Ingram healthy, McCollum healthy, Valanciunas' minutes all over the place. I mean, like, we saw Valanciunas didn't even, like, come back and play the second half through the night. Like, Larry Nance started it. I think you could potentially take shots on like Zion, Bi, or McCollum, but I don't know how much I would play of these guys together. I, I do like we love the spot, right? Like we love yeah. the spot, and the spot is fantastic. And I think the matchup's the best for Zion. If I was going to play one, it'd probably be him. But I also think like Ingram has some upside in this matchup. What are your thoughts on the Pelicans? Well, I think this is another group situation, Steve. You take McCollum, you take Ingram, you take Zion. You put them in a group, you say zero to one. I don't want more than one of these guys in, in any lineup that I play because essentially I, I do think any, either of these guys could uh, could have an upside game in this spot. Uh, but uh, that that's how I would approach it. I definitely would not be playing Jonas Valanciunas. And just as I'm saying that, tomorrow he scores 50. But I wouldn't be playing him at all with all these guys suiting up. Now, we have seen the questionable tag get dropped on these Pelicans, Stevie, randomly throughout the day, an ankle, a knee, a shoulder. And so if the Pel- if the questionable tag gets, gets put on one of these guys, then that, that would change the situation for me. But I'm hoping they keep the keep the lineup normal, you know, no, no injury designations, and we could just take these guys, split them, and play, you know, 
only one of them in any lineup that we uh, that we roll out there. I will say Derek brought up a good point about like pace up spot maybe potentially hurting Zion here. Maybe the spot is hurt, like hurts Zion, and maybe this is a spot we take advantage of BI. Um, maybe maybe Ingram is the better play here. So, all right, we finish out the slate. Sacramento at Minnesota, two twenty three total in this game. Minnesota is a looks to be a six point favorite. On the Kings side, Fox is questionable. On the Minnesota side, Anderson is doubtful. Edwards is questionable. Let's go Sacramento here first. Fox matters a lot. Obviously, Monk would get a bump if Fox is out. Sabonis would get a bump if Fox is out. If Fox plays, these guys are kind of priced right for a tough matchup against Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. And let me just say, Steve, the Fox one caught me off guard a little bit in the previous slate because he had gone through shoot-around. And it seemed like everything was trending towards him playing. And then he just did not play. So that one, that one threw me for a loop. So definitely want to monitor that. If we don't get news, I do think this is the spot where we could take advantage of uh, of some injury news possibilities. See that maybe you play some Fox just in case. And then, but but I think you could ratchet up your monk exposure. This is a tough spot for Sacramento, but Malik Monk is fifty nine hundred. I do still think that's. Uh, that's a valuable price tag for a guy who can put some points in the bucket and do some other creative things. Uh, I did see that Chris Duarte played, played some minutes the other night, Stevie, but once again, they're playing Denver crazy blowout game. So perhaps that impacted his minutes. Uh, I, I need to go back and check the game flow for that. Um, and then you've got Demonis Sabonis, who would be very expensive, uh, but we've seen him flash some upside as well. Once again, Stevie, we've talked about it. Minnesota's a tough team. Not sure that I absolutely want to go there, but if Fox is out, I do not mind Malik Monk at 5,900. I'm perfectly fine rolling him out. That price is, I feel like, fair enough for where his upside could be if the game is close. I will say, you know, on your Duarte thing, 18, almost 19 of his fantasy points came in the fourth quarter. So definitely blowout run. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that game wasn't close. It was a 28 point game at the end of the third quarter. And, you know, they ended up playing Duarte a bunch. They made a little bit of a run and they brought Sabonis back when like it was a 24 point game or 22 point game. And then just never got really closer than I think it ended a 21 point game. So yeah, like we saw Mason Jones play a lot. Kessler Edwards play a lot in the fourth quarter, Trey Lyles. So I think Duarte was just blowout more than anything. Minnesota is a great defense. If Fox plays, I'm out on Sacramento on the Minnesota side. I really want Anthony Edwards to play today. Like dream, dream shooting spot here for Anthony Edwards. We'd love shooters against Sacramento. He's averaging almost 35 actual points per game in two outings against this team this year. I would have a ton of interest in Edwards. If he plays in this game, if he's out, I think I like Cat. I think I like Cat's like three-point prop anyway in this game, depending on what it comes in at. I haven't seen if it's up yet. Usually it's not up when there's a questionable player on like Edwards, but it'd be really interesting to see what Cat's like three-point line comes in at. Uh, What do you like here on the Minnesota side? Yeah, man. uh, Once again, I do think Edwards is going to play. Of course, I could be wrong too. He he played the other night. 
I mean, and as I talked about, I think I talked about it on maybe Grinders Live or something. It just feels like uh, Anthony Edwards just has nine lives in the NBA right now, Stevie. I mean, he, he gets hurt. They carry him off the floor. He goes in the back. He comes back out. He drops 30 points. Like, he's just he's just phenomenal. Uh, so I would be in on Anthony Edwards. I don't hate the, the, the call on Towns there. If they're all suited up, I also don't mind Rudy Gobert. Now, I know he only put up 22 against Memphis, but Stevie, we've seen Gobert put up mid-40s to 50. At 7,500, I think he's someone we just continue to play, slayed in and slayed out. Because even though we may not know specifically when the big rebound games and big scoring games for him, which are 15 to 18 points, when those are coming, they are in there, right? And so I think at 7,500, he's been one of the most um, uh, interesting tournament plays from this team all season. Like him a bunch here. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. We have some options today. Who do you like? Oh, yeah, Stevie. We've got some big-time options. Uh, so many guys, in my opinion, and we've talked about it, in this Portland and Memphis game, Stevie. I think this is where most of them are going to come from. If I had to do it right now, uh, give me – uh, Chris Murray at 4,400. I think he's a guy that could get up. It's, you know what? I'm going to change that, Stevie. Let me change that. Sorry. I'm going to go back to uh, give me Goodwin. Goodwin's probably the guy. Give me Goodwin. Right, I'm going to go Duop Reith. No Aiton, Moses Brown, questionable. I think Duop Reith. Plays 25-plus minutes here at 4,200. Really like do up wreath. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Uh, you know, give me Halliburton at 9,400. Okay. I didn't see that one coming. I, gosh, man. I hate picking against him, but give me give me Steph. Like Steph could score thirty five actual points and still not get five X here. So, right. uh, give me give me Steph as my bust today. Favorite six X play. Uh, Anthony Simons seventy five hundred. Like that call. I mean, there's a lot of really really good options on this slate. Gosh. Trying to like narrow it down to somebody not in this Memphis Portland game because I mean, I think the game is great. I'm gonna go with Brandon Ingram. The more I think about it, the more I like him. Uh, there's another part that I'm about to talk about Brandon Ingram anyway, but I like Brandon Ingram a lot today. So give me, give me BI. Let's get weird or no favorite. Yeah, favorite sixes. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. I'm getting distracted. I'm sweating a bet, and yeah. it's getting down to the wire. I'm getting distracted. Um, I'm sorry. It's all good. Here's my guy, Steve. I talked about him earlier in the podcast. Slightly tough spot. I think the price is coming down. I think he's a little bit too cheap. He's been playing well. Kate Cunningham, 7,900 versus Cleveland. I'm going to the same game. I'm going to Isaiah Stewart at 5,100. Came Ooh. back from his suspension ankle. Started at power forward, played 34 minutes. Hopefully that just kind of goes overlooked. It's a tough spot, but they're going to need his size for this spot with Cleveland. So I, I really like Isaiah Stewart. I think he plays big minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble. 
he was one rebound away from a double double the other night. Double double would be great at 5,100. So I, I like Isaiah Stewart a lot. Let's go to the betting portion of the show. Any player props or pick them plays that you like here? Uh, let me see, Stevie, because I did not um, get ahead of it today. So I am so sorry, everyone. Like, that's, I try to be prepared for that. Um, give me, hmm. I like Drew Holiday today. Give me Drew Holiday more than four and a half rebounds. There you go. My bet today that I like, I already bet this one, is Brandon Ingram over 21 and a half points. I, I like this a lot. He's hit this in three straight games. He's hit this in four of his last seven games. He just scored 30 actual points against Indiana two days ago, and this game's at home for New Orleans. So I, I really like Brandon Ingram here. Hope that he can keep shooting well. I think the pace up spot. He was super aggressive the other night against the Pacers. Went to the free throw line 13 times. Uh, that's the first time he's had double digit free throw attempts since December 19th. Uh, so really aggressive the other night. Hopefully he keeps that up and hopefully the pace up spot benefits him. So Brandon Ingram over 21 and a half points. Any final thoughts before we get out of here, my friend? Negative, Steve. It's been my pleasure to do this show with you, man. I enjoyed this one. Welcome back into our lives. Late swap on DraftKings. Let's take advantage of it and have an incredibly profitable evening. Enjoy your families. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy some NASCAR truck action. So if you want to come hang out in the NASCAR streets, we have one of the best communities. Um, and you definitely want to come check us out over there in Discord. Rotogrinders.com slash Discord. And yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the truck race this weekend. I'm excited for racing in general at Vegas. It's gonna be, it's gonna be chilly in Vegas. It'd be really interesting to see how these cars are gonna react, and I can't wait to see practice throughout the weekend. So, hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We're back Monday talking hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.